can you share with us, you know, at, at a personal level, once you were done with your, w- with the mil- military theater, did you continue to fly airplanes at all, or did you maintain your, your, your flying skills? You mean after? Yes, after the war was over, and after you came home? No, I never liked the service. I was drafted into it. I never liked the service. I didn't like the treatment. Blacks were receiving in service. So uh, I got out as soon as my number came up. I got out. You see, uh, to give you an idea how bad it was for the blacks, we were stationed in one place where we had some German prisoners. And the German prisoners of war was complaining about the food that they were getting. And we were talking about how good we were being fed. And come to find out they had misdistributed the food. They sent the good food by mistake, the good food they were giving the Germans to us. And they sent the Germans the food that was supposed to be for us. And this was in, in, in when you were in Sicily, or, or was this at, at another place? That's in Sicily. And when we got back to the States, uh, you know, when, when the war in Europe was over, we came back to the States, and uh, it was the same thing. We were black. We were in Augusta, Georgia. Uh, we... we we had a certain street we could go to, and we couldn't go beyond that street. We left there, and we went to, I think, I think we went to Goblin Field next. That was in Kentucky. Well, they had off-limits for us there, too. So it was as bad in the United States as it was in the war, actually. That's interesting, because that's what I was, uh, I wanted to just share that, how how the discrimination was actually something that occurred throughout the tenure of the Tuskegee training and stuff. You mentioned the the Godman field in Kentucky. Well, that y- y'all got transferred up there, and then later, because you rightfully were absolutely not going to tolerate the secondhand treatment or whatever, uh, you were actually then moved to the Freeman field in Indiana. And so these 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 changes were going on. And when you think about Michigan and you think about Indiana and you think about Kentucky, these these the, the one thing that they seemed to all have in common was although you were defending our country, uh, you were not being granted the, the basic decent decencies of respect even on our airfields, that you couldn't go into officers' clubs and th- those types of things. And there was a big old riot and such that went on that, that occurred where some hundred... I'm trying to find the, this. this see, uh, please, go ahead. Even in, 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 in uh, Tuskegee, when we were... On the field, it was good. Uh, we were on the campus, Tuskegee Institute campus. We were treated swell. But when you went downtown, it was bad. Things were off limits. They put everything on the soldiers. And then uh, we had a, a white officer who was in charge. I can't think of his name now. But he was for, he was a, a segregationist. So anything that the city said, uh, he agreed with it. He tried to keep peace with the city. And then the only thing saved us, he got promoted, and when he got promoted, they moved him out to another outfit. Then we got a fellow who was decent. But I'll, I'll tell you, when, when they were going overseas first time, they had 3,000 troops on the ship, and 2,600 were white soldiers, and 400 were black soldiers, were the Tuskegee Airmen. And B.O. Davis, who was the first commander of the squadron, he was in charge of the entire ship. And the 26 white, 2,600 white, kept to themselves on the ship. That even though B.O. Davis was over them, they just stayed to themselves. And the 400 blacks, well, 
they had to see it themselves. Mm-hmm. That's disgraceful. You know, that, that's just the history that most people don't don't know about unless you are black. You know, and and uh, then if, of course it, it's just burned in into your experience and and such. Well, let me let me um, m- mention a couple of things. One, I want to really thank you so much for your service to our country. And also ask you, are you still in touch with other people from the Tuskegee Airmen? I mean, how many folks do we still have in this country that are veterans uh, from that same experience that uh, that you had? We think there's between 100 and 125 now of the original. And the original group, again, was what, some almost 1,000. Is that correct? Is that what yeah. the... Yeah, right, right. Well, let me, on, on, a, on, a, uh, on a separate note, and a little bit of a lighter note, although I really do want to uh, thank you so much for for sharing this very, very important history. And hopefully people listening to this show, it will encourage them to uh, stu- to, to study this, uh, to study this history. Um, I know that the, the a similar parallel type of thing occurred with the Buffalo Soldiers, which were actually created, started back in July of 1866. And they were formed by black volunteers composed of free, uh, freed slaves and Civil War vets. And, and in 1869, they helped establish Fort Sill. And, and they, um, they also, in 1885, defeated Geronimo's Apaches. Now, I don't know that much about, about that history, but I do know that Geronimo was one of the greatest fighters in world history. And, and, and so I can imagine there wasn't a whole lot of Anglo uh, soldiers ready to go up and, 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 uh, <laughs> and deal with Geronimo, but evidently the, the Buffalo soldiers have been accredited by you know, CNN and others with defeating Geronimo's Apaches in 1885. And then in 1898, they accompanied Teddy Roosevelt up to San Juan Hill in, uh, uh, in, 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 in Cuba. Uh, they also assisted in the expedition against Pancho Villa in 1913. So it seems like the most intense types of engagements, uh, you want the best and the most fearless soldiers, and, and certainly the experience and the history of the Buffalo Soldiers, and certainly the ex- uh, the uh, history that you shared about the Tuskegee Airmen some 30 years later in World War II exemplify the best of, of the fearless types of commitments that that men and women must make when they when they do go to war okay well listen thank you so much for spending your time with me today and and really um thank you so much for your your service to our country thank you it's been my pleasure my pleasure too friend take bye good bye. care bye bye